Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans, presented by Fort Comfort Gutters. Now here's your host with the latest on the Burgundy and Blue, Mike Evans. Hi, everybody, and welcome into the Mile High Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike Evans, and that handsome man looking at you is Adrian Dater. Been covering the Avalanche forever since they uh, they came to Denver, and you can uh, check him out on Substack Dater on Avalanche. I love it. AD, how you doing? Doing well, Mike. It's good to see you. Uh, I love this little layout here. I actually, actually see your face now when we do these things instead of over the phone. So, uh, yeah, welcome uh Hello, all out there in Radio Land, Podcast Land, Avalanche Land. Yeah, we got some we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, let, let's let's start with these last two games. The Avalanche, after a uh, franchise record in Denver setting six and zero start, lose their last two and get shut out in the process eight nothing. Yeah, no big deal. Or do you see any red flags coming out of that? Nah, no big deal. Um, you know, twin four nothing losses uh, against teams that were under five hundred. No, not great, but six and zero start. I I thought they'd lose at least one of those games last two, and they lost both. Well, I was surprised that they how just bad they were yesterday in Buffalo. You would have thought that the yet typical Avalanche response to a game like the Pittsburgh is to come out and take it out on their next opponent. For about three or four minutes, they were doing that. And then all of a sudden, uh, just a couple bad bounces and a not great goal by a lot by Gorgiev. And uh, after that, it just sort of seemed like the avalanche just kind of wilted. There was a injury scare about halfway through the game with Kale McCarr. And I think everybody was sort of, you know, knocked off their feet a little bit by that, fans included. And, uh, Boy, it just ended up was a you know great day for a couple ex abs, Eric Johnson and Tyson Jost, who gets gets a goal. Uh, it, the Avalanche curse of the ex abs always continues. You're gonna, I mean, it's like bet on the ex abs player to score a goal when they play one of their first games against the abs when they come back. It's amazing the record that, that, that that's happened. Uh, so, but no big deal. This team is too good. They'll be back. That's they're gonna they're gonna win. If they win six out of every eight games this this year, they're gonna be you know top team in the West. I bet. Well, let's talk about the hit uh, on Kale McCarr. Kyle Okposo with the the hit from behind that um, had Avalanche fans, Avalanche media, just absolutely going ballistic. Dirty hit uh, should not be allowed in the game. Should be an immediate suspension. What was your take on the play? I thought it, it could have been a boarding penalty. Um, and, but I don't think it was, you know, as big as a lot of abs media made it out to be, you know, some of them, you know, it seemed like, you know, it was like, you know, the JFK assassination or something, uh, you know, the, we, we got to ban this forever. It can't happen. Well, uh, we've got news for the people who think that you can legislate stuff out of a game like that when guys are going 20 to 30 miles an hour, big men on skates, and things happen in a fraction of a second like that. Uh, guess what? There are going to be things like that that happen. They're unfortunate. Guys get hurt. They're going to go slamming into the boards at times, uh, and that's just life. Now, you know, they, they'll, they, every, the reaction every time is always – 
it happened to our guy. So, boy, we got to get this out of the game. This is no good for the game. You know, you want to sell the product. Well, we can't have this to the star players, especially when it happens to the, to their guy and your guy does it. It's, you know, I didn't see it. Um, you know, (laughs) and, and besides, you know, our guy isn't that kind of player. He, he, he's not that kind of, he doesn't do that kind of stuff. It's just unfortunate. Uh, let's move on. So it is, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. You know, we came off the whole, uh, Broncos Kareem Jackson, uh, debate about, Oh man, they're, they're making football soft. They ought to put flags on their hips and man, they're just taking the, the intensity and the ferocity out of, out of football. And then on a hit like this, it's like, Oh man, you know, you got to throw the book at this guy. It's too rough. It's too physical. It's too dangerous. So I, I, yeah, it is kind of funny, but that's, that's human nature, human sports nature that when it happens to your guy, uh, you tend to react a little bit differently, either with the uh, the call for uh, the, the the utmost punishment versus, hey, you know, hey, like, come on, this is this is hardcore, this is hockey. It's supposed to be physical. It's football. It's supposed to be physical. What are we doing? Why are we wussifying the sport? I think it's just it's just natural. But uh, but to your point, I want to push back a little bit on it. You you, you know, you talk about how can you legislate. Uh, tough play like that, physical play when guys are going 20, 30 miles per hour in the heat of the moment. But that's the same argument, AD, that we've had with football. And that's what football has said. Hey, with the benefit of being able to go back and look at the play, we can suspend a guy like Kareem Jackson. So should hockey try to protect their players, their marquee players more, uh, especially with the benefit of being able to go back and look at the play and send a very clear message that, no, we're not going to let our marquee players uh, get get banged around like this. You know, I, you can try, Mike, but uh, I just think hockey is a, is a different ball of wax sometimes than football where, you know, you, you have time to set after every play and plays happen to just, you know, five, ten seconds at, at most. Hockey is constant motion all the time, and – you know, let's face it, it's a little easier to probably hurt yourself or something bad to happen when you're literally going 25, 30 miles an hour on skates that are, you know, grooving through ice. And I don't know, it's just harder for me to envision legislating things out of the game of hockey a little, little you know, not as easily as as football where you can say, well, yeah, you cannot hit the quarterback after he throws the ball, period. Anything up to his head is, uh, you know, can't be done. Now, I think hockey's done some of that with headshots. Uh, I think the NHL has done a pretty good job legislating headshots out of the game. You don't see them as much as the old days where Rob Blake or Scott Stevens would come through the middle and just, you know, tear a guy's head off with a blindside hit. Uh, those are now suspensions, whereas it used to be, hey, you got to keep your head up. And now it's, you know, no more, no more headshots. Now, this thing happened yesterday. Happens a lot in hockey. Uh, guy's going to retrieve the puck. It was a, it was a live puck. Uh, it was not going to be ruled icing. So McCard knew that he wouldn't be able to just stop at, once the puck went to the red line, uh, the, the goal line. He had to keep playing it. Uh a lot of people in hockey say that, you know, guys, when you're going back to play the puck and it's live like that, you get, you can't, uh, you can't slow up as much. Um, can't, you know, 
let your opponent, you know, come on top of you so fast without expecting, you're going to get run into the boards a little bit. You got to keep your head up. Uh, now, Ocposo, the Sabres guy, did give him a little push. And that was enough to lose, make him lose his edge and go into the boards. And I, boy, I thought that was, I mean, I thought it was going to be a season ending knee injury at first, the way that leg was bent. Lo and behold, it comes back. Uh, rare instance of Avalanche getting good fortune after a big serious hit like that, especially to a star player. So it ended up, well, now you can make an argument to suspend Ogposa. I wouldn't be at all uh, shocked or not okay with it. Uh, so so is, the, is, the, is the idea, and I saw Devontae's talking about this, is that you're, you're taught, you can get, you can get your hips into the guy like he did into Makar, but you can't do it with that much space right? basically from the goal line to the board. So that if, if it was one of those things that he just kind of rode him into the boards, you know, right by the boards, he could have done that. But it's the fact that there was still enough open ice to send him sprawling into the boards. So now you got to find that that fine line behind between I can't hit him here. I can do him. I can, I can sort of hit him up against the boards, but I can't do so in a way that I get called for, you know, for boarding. That's right. And the, the, the boarding rules specify that, you know, it's got to be further away from the boards uh, to, to uh, give a boarding call. If you, if you get hit hard up against the uh, boards from a close distance, that's, and they want to penalize that that's going to be called charging um or roughing maybe but uh uh you know the interesting thing is the only guy who really was not outraged about everything was kale mccarr he sort of blamed himself he said i i can't do that uh, maybe i was my worst enemy here i slowed up i had no uh, you know i had no effort on that puck um uh, so he he sounded like the buffalo announcers uh, that described that play saying, Hey, it was a little too nonchalant. And, uh, you know, the hockey ways you've got to, you know, can't do that or else you may end up in the boards. Uh, it was outraged from, from the Denver media and, and then Jared Bednar said he didn't like it. And that, that's fair. I think it's, uh, it was borderline. Definitely. Um, I don't think he'll be suspended because, and this is what I don't like about hockey is the way they decide these things is, he didn't get majorly hurt, um, right. and therefore let it let it go. Uh, it seems like that always, especially in the case with the Avalanche, they they don't get a lot of good rulings from the NHL Department of Player Safety, and I, I will admit that they get they get screwed at times from them. I don't know why, but they do. So I don't expect a suspension, and um, uh, just because he didn't get hurt, though doesn't mitigate the fact that it could have been a very dangerous thing. And, and maybe you got to send a message. Back, well, all right. I want to get to that point about sending a message. Uh, Devontae's after the game said he didn't like the way that the, the team responded yeah. after yeah. that. And all you saw was Nathan McKinnon respond. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Nathan McKinnon's not the guy that's supposed to be out there handling yeah. on ice. Um, vindication or, or, you know, vigilante justice or anything like that. Were, were you disappointed with the, the lack of pushback um, and I guess retaliation uh, by the avalanche as that, uh, as that game went on? Normally you see a guy just drop the gloves right away. 
Uh, I think this didn't happen in this case, though, because Bakar was down and everybody was sort of hush-hush there and the play whistle blew right away. And uh, everybody was more concerned about him uh, than, than going after Akpo. So that said, definitely uh, I was surprised that there was no uh, immediate, you know, especially to Akposo himself on his next shift. It didn't seem like they did anything to him. Yes, I was surprised. You and I both know we like, I, yeah, I'm an old school hockey guy. I like, you know, I, I'm Old Testament when it comes to hockey, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Uh, <laughs> some guys in New Testament, let's, let's be nicer out there. Um, yeah, but Taze, well, Taze indicated he wasn't happy about yeah, it. I, know. I was surprised. And I guarantee you that's going to be addressed in the locker room and some guys, I bet, who who are going to help be held accountable for that. That, that, that you know, why didn't, uh, they, uh, you know, Manson go, Josh Manson go right after a guy. He was kind of rough at times after that, but he didn't drop the gloves. He didn't, he didn't hit anybody with that good, you know, here's payback hit, you know, to one of your top guys. Curtis McDermott, their enforcer, uh, hasn't played since opening night. So here we go with that argument. Well, what if McDermott were in? Uh, maybe that wouldn't have even happen. You know, the guys are so scared to do. And I'll tell you what, I'm a big Curtis McDermott fan. I like him, and I think he keeps a lot of peace out there. Uh, a lot of deterrent factor when he's on the ice, I believe. And they abs win a lot of games with him in the ice too. So, um, why Jared Bednar has uh, not played him at all since opening night? A little surprising to me there, but. Uh, uh, again, man, that's so. This is something food for thought for Jared to move forward. Like, um, you know, guys, teams are going to try and hit the Avalanche's top players and hurt them, maybe. Uh, and you have to do something about it in hockey. You don't just take it. So, yeah, I, 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 I get. I get where things are going with the fight, the fight game. And and you and I are both, you know, we're, we, we miss it, you know, and, but I, I do yeah. think that there is a, there is a place for it. I don't like the uh, manufactured, well, you know, I skate up to well, you hey, and Hey, 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 AD, the no, guys man. are a little flat. Boys are a little flat today. I got to try to get no, them going. No. Let's go. Yeah. That, that kind no. of stuff. I don't care about, but the stuff that, that comes up organically throughout the game, I do think that there is a place for, fighting and for retaliation and for uh policing your your own selves out there and and i thought that this would be an example of that and it's something that i i do think the avalanche need to address because to your point with the stars they have teams are going to be out there going hey we can't just skate with these guys and we're gonna have to try to find a way to somehow even up the odds mm-hmm. and they, and since ever since i got mcdermott I don't think you've seen as many headhunting hits on the abs. Uh, you know, they've had two, two good years with him, including one where they won a Stanley Cup. And, uh, you know, the injuries that all happened last year were a lot of bad luck injuries. Um, you know, I don't think Curtis McDermott would have had much in, influence on some of those things. But, uh, uh, no, I don't like the stage fighting either. I never did. I hate, I hate it when, you know, a team's down 3 nothing, and all of a sudden, yeah, we're going to. You know, we're gonna get a fight. That'll that'll change our talent level all of a sudden when we're down three nothing or four nothing, um, or a team's got to pay a you know price for being up six nothing and being too good on us. You know, we have to go out there and send a message. <laughs> the message is you no. stink, yeah. and this fight did no good. Um, some fights can really rev up a team, especially when it's a guy who doesn't fight a lot, uh, who sticks up for himself or another teammate. That can really rally a team well. So, 
Um, but uh, yeah, Avalanche played like, uh, you know, I won't say lambs, but they were not uh, very high on the, uh, you know, the payback meter yesterday, which was surprising. Well, we'll file that away and, and we'll see how they come out and respond uh, when inevitably another one of their players gets uh, run at one of their star players. We'll see how they react to it. If that message was delivered, if that conversation was had uh, in the room, but uh, I think the biggest takeaway is six and two, not great to see them lose the last two games, but Hey, uh, it's, it's a long season. And to your point, I think you were right on. If you tell me they're going to win six out of every eight games this year, uh, I think they'll be just fine. They'll be just fine. And I think there'll be other times where they reel off another eight game streak or something or right. 10. And, uh, right. you know, I think they're the top team in the West for sure. And uh, this was just a couple games out East that went sideways, but uh, they're back home Wednesday night against St. Louis blues. I expect a, a rowdy a ball arena. And I think uh, ads will get back on track. Hey, why don't you give yourself a plug what you're doing this year with the Avs and with the uh, with the hockey coverage, uh, give yourself a plug. Sure, I mean I run, I run my own site still called Data on Avalanche. It's on Substack. It's Substack's a uh, writer platform where you know you, you're you're your own boss, and uh, people who want to subscribe can do so. And uh, I've got a good number of subscribers, and uh, uh, you know uh, I'm not traveling with the team like I used to. Uh, it's uh, she factors there as to why not, but, uh, uh, still watching every game and, um, uh, lots of comments, lots of, lots of, uh, you know, my phone still works and I still call a lot of good sources. And so, uh, today's day and age, I don't know if you always need to be in the locker room all the time and that kind of thing to, to do a good job. And, uh, um, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, definitely on the back nine of my avalanche career covering stuff. Uh, and that's fine. Uh, boy, gonna be the big six zero in about a year and a half. So, how many I'm years gonna... you been on? You been you been covering the Avs since what ninety six, ninety five? Day one before day yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. When they were, uh, geez, I was covering. Uh, they were still in Quebec, you know, writing the day to day story of whether they're going to move to Denver or not. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's been a. <laughs> How many years? 28 years now. <laughs> wow. Well, go. hey, that kind of longevity makes you a trusted voice, a trusted source uh, when it comes to all things Avalanche. And uh, as always, we appreciate the time. Good to see you face-to-face doing this. And uh, let's do it again here very soon. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. It was fun to do it. Let's do it again. Adrian Dater, everybody. That'll do it for this edition of the Mile High Hockey Podcast. And we'll see you again later in the week.